Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. And the franchise, Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. <laughs> Before we get blocked, Northell Connection, welcome to another edition of the extreme and Ajatoa balance you have our experience here at the extreme three-way dance myself jt along with matt and jenny and we are traversing our way through the history of ecw and a couple big uh anniversaries tonight we have our 100th episode so it's a big wow. uh, celebration right there pretty wild stuff and we are covering ecw heat wave 1998 which is I mean, arguably, when you look back, I think, you know, we're going to watch them all. and We'll go back and look at the best. But widely considered probably the best pay-per-view they did, or at least a top two mm-hmm. or three um, pay-per-view in company history. It's been pretty well built. We've covered all of that. Uh, but before we dive in real quick, guys, welcome into the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, welcome. You can see us. If you're listening on Podbean or any other podcatcher application, you can head over and see us instead on YouTube if you'd like as well. Be sure to do that. Subscribe to both because we have a lot of content uh, that's exclusive to each feed, or we have stuff that's simulcast like this show as well. Uh, Jenny, you've been here for all 100 of these episodes. How do you feel about that? I feel proud because, mm. look, I do a lot of podcasts, but I don't have 100 episodes of one thing under really? my belt. Yeah, I don't think so. This is the first? I was thinking about today because I've done a bunch of different things, but not 100 episodes of it. Um, so I'm very proud of us and mm-hmm. we're keeping it going. And I think it's fitting that we're kind of culminating. I don't know. We'll see uh, peaking here um, mm. with our pay-per-view 
at 100 episodes. Pretty cool how that worked. We've out. had we've had this happen for a couple like big anniversary yeah. episodes where we stumbled. I think live wasn't the first pay per view. Um, Bear Legal. I think that was our 75th episode. Uh, so like that, that was kind of cool. That yeah, it was. Right. Bear Legal was our 75th. He's our 100th. It's all random. We don't plan it. Uh, just kind of goes that way. But this is this is a cool one. We're, we're not gonna do a big anniversary celebration. We just wanted to call out that it was our 100th, which is a, like you said, Jenny, it's a pretty big accomplishment mm -hmm. um, in the world of podcasting. Like I've had a, a few get there, and, and obviously yeah. a, couple, a couple beyond. <laughs> um, but um, a lot that haven't, to your point, like that have, have not even gotten close. So mm. did a hundred of these to be moving through ECW history together. It was really cool. Uh, Matt, you came, I was trying to look it up. I believe it was episode 48 was your first one. So you've been wow. around more than half with us. Yeah. Uh, you know, John D'Amato. Maybe we should have D'Amato do this. One. Bad planning on it. Yeah, part. I was thinking that. Bad Amon for the 100th. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, you've been here for more than half. So um, any thoughts on the journey before we dive into Heat Wave? Well, it's been an honor and a privilege to be the uh, the second and viv of this podcast. So uh, it's been great watching this stuff. It's always stuff I wanted. I've always wanted to go back and watch it, and being on here gave me an excuse. So it's been awesome to watch. Yeah, well, you were a no brainer uh, when John uh, went went over to absolutely big, big money from Ted Turner back in 1996. Uh, we needed you needed to come in. Yes. Yeah. Yep. When he left, we needed someone to step in, uh, and it was a no brainer to bring you aboard. So uh, excited to have you here. Excited to always be here on this program. And we're gonna go ahead and get started. We're not gonna mess around. So we're talking Heat Wave 1998. We're the Hara Arena in Dayton, uh, Ohio, which we Dayton. covered why we're here. Right, Dayton, Ohio. Um, <laughs> You know why we're here, right? It's because they're supposed to be in Indianapolis. They were up against the the race, big race, uh, which brought in a lot of uh, con congestion to the area. I guess I'll say mm -hmm. uh, they were worried about hotel rooms and this and that. So they said, "Screw it, we're moving to Dayton." And as a result, they're in the biggest arena they've been in to date, as was noted by Joey Styles leading up to the show. And you can see it; it's obviously the largest. Oh yeah, they've yeah. had. I mean, it I mean, looks awesome. It like it looks really cool. Yeah. It looks like a real pay-per-view. Like it I does. think the other yes. ones have looked have felt like big shows, but those felt like just big arena shows. Whereas this felt like mm -hmm. their real first pay-per-view extravaganza mm -hmm. in a real arena. Right. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just like in, in that dump that we were in in Georgia. Like, like it's, it feels like we're actually yeah. in like a real place. And right. so maybe it's fitting that this is episode 100 because it feels like the first real pay-per-view. And, um, and everybody really steps up their shit during mm -hmm. it. I think everybody feels that that yep. bigness Definitely. especially in that arena it looks so cool all right so joey's in the ring he welcomes us in the fans are ready to rock shane douglas and francine come out fran as promised Ooh. on tv has very little on tonight like mother she hyped up a week ago jesus for that. delivering uh shane hypes up bam bam Bigel was promised to put taz right through the concrete floor tonight the crowd wants francine's tits shane mm -hmm. pulls her in tight and gives joey a peek and joey says he has a new suit that's double-breasted, just like Francine. And Francine says that suit didn't cost $6,000 like mine did. Um, and she lets Joey motorboat her. So Yeah, she does. Been a big few weeks for Mr. Fine. Styles. Uh, he's gotten to peek up yes. the skirt, and now he's gotten to motorboat yeah. Fran. So. Look, it, it pays to be uh, Joey Styles' co-host <laughs> for Shane Douglas to be his co-host. Because uh, look, Fran is around. He's yeah. not like any kind of sexual being to her, so she's fine just like being naked around him, like that kind of mm -hmm. thing, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, doesn't care. Um, all right, we get our opening animation, and then we go right to the ring for our first match, and that is the continuation of our big summer series. I guess the culmination of the summer series mm -hmm. between Just Incredible mm -hmm. and Jerry Lynn. These guys are really 
risen to the occasion through this. It's brought both of them up, um, right? All, what's the situation line? Uh, rough seas raise all shadow. I forget the fucking saying. What? Uh, <laughs> all ships rise together. What's that saying? All the high tides rise. I don't know. Ships. Are you having a show? Jenny, Jenny, look that up for me while I'm talking. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what to Google. <laughs> See, <laughs> not just me. I'll, I'll look it up when you talk. How about that? Okay, I'll see. Either way, and... either way, they've exceeded through this. Either way, they've exceeded <laughs> um, in this feud, and they both really stepped it up. Uh, Justin Credible's out with Jason Chastity and Nicole Bass uh, to close this out with Lynn. Joey says they should call Bass Russia because she's bigger than China. Lynn chugs <laughs> out as Joey says they have five thousand fans in the building. Wow. Big, big number. Uh, we ease in. Shane talks about how well they know each other at this point. Credible buries a knee, hammers away. Lynn comes back with a flurry, grabs her near falls. Credible catches Lynn in the corner. He loads up bats incredible, but Lynn pushes down, slips free, and knocks Credible to the floor. Lynn goes up top, meets Credible with a high cross body, grinds a side headlock. Credible is able to swing into an inverted DDT out of the corner. He turns the tide. Joey t- takes journalists to task for ripping the 24-year-old Credible when he arrived and how wrong they've been. Incredible. Uh, Shane puts him over. They talk about ECW showing uh, the know-it-alls better that they don't know better. Incredible kicks Lynn down to the corner. Jason holds a chair up and Credible hits a running knee into it. Power bombs Lynn on the chair for two. Credible slings Lynn to the floor. Bass holds him so Jason can land some shots. Credible grabs a cup of beer from a fan and slaps Lynn across the face. Heads back inside. Credible heads up top, but Lynn catches him into a flapjack. Credible recovers with a sidewalk slam for two. Credible goes to a chin lock, leads to a flurry of near falls, capped by a Lynn Tiger Bomb for two. Lynn puts Credible on top and takes him off of the Rana for two. Lynn hits a side slam, heads up top, but Credible catches him with a power bomb for a near fall. Sets up a chair as Shane says the building is scorching hot. Lynn counters and DDT's Credible on the chair, but Chastity makes a save. Lynn ducks a charge and snaps Credible across the top rope. He sets up a table on the floor, puts Credible on the top rope, and takes him off of the Rana through the table in a wild spot mm-hmm. to a very big pop. Lynn covers in the ring. Jason comes in with a chair. Lynn recovers and power bombs Jason. But Bass comes in and clubs Lynn down. Lynn gets a low blow. Jason says, Joey says right in the nuts uh, when Lynn hits Bass low. Lynn hits Bass with a chair as Chastity accidentally kicks Credible low. Lynn hits Chastity with a nasty tombstone. The crowd is revved up as Lynn unloads on Credible. They go up top, but Credible blocks Arana and it's a super. That's incredible to win in a very insane finish. Uh, this is great as usual with these dudes. Their chemistry is on point. The trust is there. They just kind of let go and feel the flow. Uh, it felt like a suitable feud blow off. They emptied the tank. A lot of good back and forth. Everything made sense. It was not forced. The closing stretch was good too with Lynn wiping out the crew, but Credible stealing the win with a really nasty finish. Um, so Credible's group pays off with a big win, but I feel like they do it well where they help, but he always hits a kill shot on top of it. So it never mm-hmm. feels like well, Jason knocks the guy out, and then he pins him, and he looks mm-hmm. weak. Like, yeah, he gets help at all times, so he's a, he's a true chicken shit heel. But he also has lethal spots that finish guys off after the interference. So I think that always looks good. But I went three and a half pretty much in line with all their stuff. Um, I would say this feud has been a positive and a benefit to both guys. Uh, have really brought their ships up. I'm going to look that up. Uh, but, Jenny, what you, do you think of this match? Yeah, I mean, their ships are sailing and, and mm. they're uh, full mast. And, uh, I was full of, mast watching it. So. Right? Who wasn't? Um, I really like Nicole Bass when she <laughs> when she comes out, she plants herself in the way. Incredible ducks around her, mm. like, just to, like, get to the ring. Sort of like a, 
I don't. I didn't know what to make of it. I just know like a Shawn Michaels and Diesel, like yeah, yeah. sort of like that. But um, again, which makes I mean, sense with the with the click with thing, this, with right? With so, this, yeah. his chicken shit nature kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, they are so fluid in the ring. This whole summer, they have learned each other and they have put together uh, a hell of a match and several. <laughs> several of those uh, to boot. So I, I expected Justin to win because I just feel like he's been getting this huge push and he's not won all of these, but you know, I could see him being the winner of the series here. And it's interesting that they've called it a series as well. The way they address these matches are very exhibition-y or um, they have a different vibe. There's no, blood feud like tommy dreamer or you know the dudleys and shit like that right. it's just like they're sort of mid-card dudes yeah doing the competition a they know right. whoever yeah. wins a series will you know position themselves to maybe take the step up so they're trying to right. prove which is better which is cool and um something they don't normally just call out as blatantly as they do with these two um but i loved that um sick ass rana from the top through the table that was awesome and um, Chastity ate another <laughs> pile driver. <laughs> that was good. Um, all the all the shots that Jerry Lynn got in on the crew and on Justin himself were awesome. Like he is such a great worker. He he knows exactly what to do. It's like he, I swear, he, he's a born wrestler. Like he's just great. I love Jerry Lynn. I did three and a half as well, Maddie. I'm right there with you guys. Three and a half. Uh, hell of a way to kick off this show. And Jenny, you mentioned it earlier. This kind of starts the trend on this night of everybody just kind of showing out. And I mean, these guys have shown out before, but I think they really show showed out here. This was, I think, their best match that they've had. That finish was unreal. <laughs> that top yeah. rope, uh, that's incredible. Oh, man. was mm-hmm. just like... Boy, if that goes wrong, that goes really wrong. So you better know what the fuck you're doing when you're throwing that move out there. So, and it's it's a good first real feud for Jerry Lynn too, because like he he had, we'd been mentioning it before. He kind of needed to step up, and it was time for him to take the next step. And I think Credible was a perfect guy for mm-hmm. him because you know Credible's a guy who we've seen it. He can go too, so it just makes sense to have these two guys really spend the entire summer just feuding with each other. So, a hell of a way to uh, kick off this pay per view. So yeah, three and a half for me. John F. Kennedy is credited with popularizing the aphorism, a rising tide lifts all boats. Right. A rising tide lifts all boats. boats. Benefit everyone who participates in the economy. (laughs) We all benefit when we all work together. Right. All right. Back to the room we go. We're two guys not working together right now. And that's Chris Candido <laughs> and Lance Storm, our former tag team champions and friends. Storm's out. He's got some new sweet looking red and white gear. He does. Ready to take on his old partner. Joey says Storm has a new personality and now they can't shut him up. Candido talks, talks out. He's got headgear on uh, that was due to uh, a busted ear. And mm-hmm. I'm going to dip back here because I have a little message from our buddy Rocco Martone, big fan of the show. Of course, contributor here knows our connection. And he said, as you can imagine, he sends me paragraphs. Uh, not sure if you know, but Candido's ear was fucked up in a house match, house uh, show tag match with Lance Storm against Sabu and RVD. They hit their combo rolling thunder, Sabu slingshot leg drop on Candido. But apparently Sabu always and always keeps his spike in his boot. It got dislodged and fucked up Candido's ear. 
Just Ooh. more proof that Sabu is the sickest, craziest ever, and Candido may have the worst luck of any wrestler ever, which is also <laughs> true. Mm. Boy, ain't that the truth? I did know it was at a house show because they mentioned that, but yeah, yeah. the spike detail yeah. is really great. Forgot so. to take the damn railroad spike out of my pants. <laughs> oh, it Fucking Sabu. You know? It happens. <laughs> so Candido's fucked up here. He's got the headgear on. Uh, Tammy's with him tonight. Joey says Tammy has Storm's colors on. The red and the white. Mm. Uh, her and Candido do a big kiss, and they do a Steiner's pose. A little more sexual than Rick and Scott, but same uh, same concept. Tammy does a big tie intro for quite. her man. And I thought as soon as she did that intro, the one thing I noticed with her, and we'll see it in future weeks too as she sticks around, just how like polished she is compared to a lot of like mm-hmm. you can tell she's been on like a big stage, yep. like enunciating to large audiences mm-hmm. and being more of a showman um then a lot of the folks here are this like a little production like mm-hmm. she's like much more grandiose and loud and mm-hmm. you know douglas is that way too i think because he had been around more like right. foley was this way when he was here right you can tell the difference of those that have been on that so mm-hmm. like she's been doing that now for three years and the rdf it's like mm-hmm. it was just, just stuck out to me like how loud and you know crisp she wasn't speaking <laughs> um compared to, to a lot of others here but stood out uh storm breaks clean off the bat wonders if this won't be uh the grudge match he thought joey does but storm immediately kicks low on another break and off we go cap by storm's spin heel kick Cadillo comes back with chop storm counters with a hard clothesline a low drop kick to the face storm rips off the ear guard but candido yanks him to the buckle and kicks away douglas says candido has complained about ear pain all week candido it's a top rope plancha candido pours it on outside and starts to work back in the ring Storm counters out of a surfboard with a mule kick. Tammy trips him. Storm chases after and cuts down Candido in the process. Candido counters a Rana with a tiger bomb. Candido gets a nice delayed vertical. Storm comes back with a thrust kick for two. But Candido hits a swinging neckbreaker for two, cranks a chin lock. Candido gets a snap power slam for two. Storm suplexes him from in the ring to the floor in a nasty sounding uh, bump. Storm hits a baseball side drop kick into Candido. Uh, the neon windbreaker couple, by the way, is front row. I don't know if you notice this. The couple that's usually at all the Midwest Dodo mm. events, uh, mm. WrestleMania 23, they're at, and I know a bunch of others. So they were there in the crowd here tonight in the Hara. Uh, so they basically get banged into <laughs> at the railing. <laughs> uh, Storm meets him with a plancha in a great spot, slaps Candido around, lands a boot to the face. Candido goes to the eyes, they slug away back inside till they bang heads. Candido stooges around and falls on Storm. I thought it was kind of goofy. Candido gets caught up top. Storm hits a top rope superplex, goes back up. It's a missile spinning heel kick for two. Storm gets a tiger bomb for two. Tries a springboard. Candido catches him to a power slam for two. Tammy hands Candido a bag of powder, but Storm slaps it back in his face. (laughs) Candido's blind and hits the ref by accident. That allows Storm to hit a sidekick. Storm goes to the top. In comes Tammy. She fondles his ass and then crotches him. Sonny and Jim Molino bicker, but blind Candido rolls Molino up by accident on his way down. And as he goes, he yanks the top off of Tammy's dress. Tammy covers up as Storm is on the middle rope, but Candido slugs at him. Security covers up Tammy as uh, the crowd boos to uh, cover her boobs. And Candido finishes with the blonde bombshell. This is great. Mm -hmm. Really good. Mm -hmm. The finish was like kind of overdone, though. It was like a little too cute. And when you do those cute finishes in ECW, it usually leads to a sloppy, confusing moment. And where the announcers are kind of confused, the crowd is confused, like the timing's off. They just tried to do too many things in that final stretch. Um, their chemistry is amazing. Like mm. every match they've had, all their tag stuff, like these guys just click. Uh, they, they were high intensity. 
it was a fitting ending if this is it. Tammy's a great addition. Um, you know, I think she really, again, adds a, a superstar vibe to all this. I went three and a half, Matt. Again, just like the opener. That ending stretch just kind of took me out of it. Like, I, I didn't like the stooging when Candido fell on Storm. And then all that ending stuff was, this is like a blood feud. You mentioned blood feuds before, Jay. This is like a blood feud. These guys hate each other. They're the best, arguably me, the best two athletes in the company, right? Like, just pure athletes. Um, we know they can have great finishes and great matches. Like, we didn't need the top. <laughs> I'm never against ripping the top off of 1998 Sunday, <laughs> but um, we didn't need to do it here. We didn't need Molino getting rolled up. Like, it, it ended up making Candido look like a comedy guy, which he's good at the comedy stuff. But this, to me, just wasn't the time. Like, this felt like a TV match ending with the goofiness. This should have been a clean, hard-fought finish, which they haven't been afraid to do with these guys. So that just took me out of it a little bit at the very end. I, I might have gone three and three quarters, I think, but that ending kind of took me down a notch. So what would you think? Yeah, I'm in lockstep with you on really just about everything you said. I went three and a half on it. Uh, I I thought the finish was one thing too many, like you said. Like, I don't know, just it felt like there was way too much going on, which we've seen in ECW before. And, you know, we should be used to it. But I don't know, for whatever reason, kind of like what you said, like, this is kind of like a blood feud. So just and if this is it, it's a weird way to end have like the feud end by like some schlocky roll up where he's rolling up the referee and because he can't see because of the powder. And then this happened and then Sonny's top fell off. It's like, my God, it's it's a lot. It's sensory overload, I think. But uh, the match itself was incredible. Like you said, I mean, the, the chemistry these two guys have is unreal stuff. The pace was insane. Just the back and forth moves they're hitting, hitting each other with was just fantastic. Uh, I love the blonde bombshell, and I think this might have been the best one Candido ever hit. It looked so good uh, to end the match. Just fantastic looking. But yeah, I mean, maybe there's a TV match in the future I don't know about, but we'll see. But if this is the end, it's a weird way for it to be the blow off, but I still went three and a half. I don't think it. it's just it yet. I know I kind of hinted at it too, but I'm pretty sure they continue because like Tammy's just getting involved. Right. And there's going to be someone else getting involved soon. Like that kind of plays off right. of that. So I think, um, I think it goes on for a bit longer. Like, I don't think we're done yet with these guys. Right. Yeah. You can't like have, Tammy there I think you slipped in Sunny a couple times but can't have her there with her star power and her enunciation without some bullshit you're going to get some bullshit um, and that comes in the form of powder and her fucking top falling off so she brings star power but she also brings shenanigans and bullshit yeah well, she's also never been the physical type manager she'll do a bump here and there but she's never really like they never had to do matches really in the WF like mm -hmm. so but uh, I'm is... sure she can get it, but to your point, she's going to do fiasco Never. stuff because she's not right. going to be in the ring taking bumps, probably. Exactly. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, look, now, Beulah's been in there taking bumps for years. I don't see why she couldn't take a bump. Uh, she may me. now. She just never had to this point. Yeah. Right. right. So, But this is the sort of thing that she knows how to do and she can do, and she's very good at it. So, for me, this fit, it, it, it's a blood feud, but this fit because of her. Like, this is what she brings to Chris <laughs> in particular and distracts Lance as well. Um, so to me, the match fit the story. Um, it did get, you know, kind of convoluted at the end, but mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't anything egregious. I don't think. And the rest of the match made up for it in physicality and, and uh, Chris Canito just working with a, a fucking spike ear. So uh, I did 
three and a half as well. Yeah, great stuff. The fuse been great. I mean, we just we opened the show. You know, one of the things we've complained, I think complained about, nitpicked about with ECW pay-per-view so far to this point, a lot of the feuds or matches always seem to be like a few weeks maybe past their peak yes. when we get to them. Um, like they had a Dragon Ball. These haven't, these two feuds did not feel that way to me. Like this felt yeah. like we're primed for these two matches. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we've seen Credible and Lynn a bunch of times, but it just felt like, like you said, that ongoing series of who's better, you know, who could, mm-hmm. who could top this as uh, Aaron would always say, but Mike today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this has been an awesome feud. It's been going all year since these guys won the tag titles when Storm was stepping into the triple threat and Bigelow was against uh, the triple threat, right? That was at the beginning of the year. So like this has been going all year with these two guys, but it still felt fresh because of how they played everything out. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it's been dragged along. So mm-hmm. um, anyway. Joey, Shane, and Francine are in the booth. Joey gets interrupted because you have to go to the parking lot. We see New Jack is outside the building. He's hyping up the fans. Jack Victory shows up, and him and New Jack argue, but security keeps them apart, and the Dudleys jump New Jack. The whole crew beat him down. Axel, Balls, and Cronus make the save, and then the Dudleys speed off in a car as New Jack is laid out. A pretty hot scene. Joey says they showed that footage because they had to explain why the New Jack-Jack Victory match is not going to happen tonight because New Jack has been injured. Either of you have any thoughts about uh, losing this match off the card? I mean, out of the six matches that were advertised, that was kind of the one you could get rid of. <laughs> I, I <laughs> would <know>? agree. <laughs> and they kind of did the match in the parking lot. Uh, yeah, it was fine. We didn't need right. All the fans were around. <laughs> they were in line yeah. to, get, I assume, get in. So they got to see something. So that's pretty cool. I love a car spot. I just always love a car spot. So I, I popped when the Dudleys kind of came flying. I think it was like a Cadillac or something. I don't. I, I think, but uh, it was good. Like it. It's a good way to like sort of maybe buy a couple more minutes on some of our other matches that might need right. some time. And they could easily do that match on a random episode. Oh yeah, who cares? Right. And it's no big deal. If anything, it's probably add more heat to the feud to do it. Right. Exactly. I would agree. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if they cut it because of time or if they never intended to have it or mm-hmm. if someone was injured. I'm mm-hmm. guessing they just started to map out the show and realized, okay, yeah. we got probably one too many here. But mm-hmm. All right. Fonzie rants backstage. RVD and Sabu are mugging with their titles. RVD brags himself up, kind of takes his usual backhanded shots. Anything stand out to you guys or a pretty cookie cutter from them? I mean, it's more of their greatness, but my note says Sabu is about to get real fed up with RVD's bullshit <laughs> because you it seems so? like because he keeps it, he keeps doing it, but it's getting more and more aggressive mm. to Sabu over time, and Sabu reacts a lot quicker now. And... It's like the unconditional love of her brother. This guy has for RVD. Right. He's just like yeah. whatever. He's just <laughs> I'm no matter what he says and does, snap. he's just gonna go with it. Yeah, I'm really waiting for it. I hope it happens. Uh, RVD uh, said Hakushi at one point, and Fonzie said, "Bless you." I felt that. <laughs> I thought that was very good. <laughs> All right. Don't Speaking be laughing of... at Fonzie's jokes. Speaking Blake. of snapping, lots of things are going to be snapping in our next match. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Are 
My dream is to hear Karuni do this at karaoke. <laughs> Jesus God. Why is that your dream? Yeah, that's not a thing you should say. <sighs> a dream is the heart you wish me. <laughs> a dream is the wish your heart makes. Did Kennedy say that too? Yes, he did. Yeah, You're rough on the quotes tonight. Cinderella as well. Was it Cinderella? <laughs> Cinderella said that one, right? No, it's Sleeping Beauty. Oh. Well, one of those. I need to sleep. Snow White, I think. <laughs> it was definitely Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Matt, you know Sleeping Beauty's actual name? Mrs. Aurora. Beauty. Mrs. Beauty. Ah, I knew you knew it. I want to see if Matt knew it. You could you could have given he me said a princess. No. I, you I, I, given like, me a I fucked everything up tonight. I said queen is princess. Okay. You could have given me a thousand guesses. I wouldn't have gotten that. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Not even showing on one hundred here. Masato Tanaka, Mike Awesome, back at it again. Awesome stomps to the ring to that awesome song about awesome bombs. Ready for destruction. Tanaka marches down as Joey recaps their long rivalry that's traveled with them from Japan. Awesome starts with some big kicks and a back elbow off the middle rope for two. They trade some heavy punches until Awesome counters a leapfrog with a release belly to belly. Tanaka pops up and dips Awesome onto the apron. Awesome comes back with a slingshot, shoulder block, and splash for two. Awesome knocks Tanaka to the floor, meets him with a wild no-hands tope. Back in the ring, Awesome clubs on Tanaka, gets a release German. Awesome twists him into a scoop power slam. Tanaka dumps Awesome to the floor, whacks him with a hard lariat, fetches a chair, and heads outside. Tanaka sprints down the ramp, cracks Awesome with a chair to the skull. Tanaka shoots Awesome back inside, heads up top, and hits a missile dropkick for two. Awesome throws Tanaka to the floor, follows out. They duel with chairs until Tanaka hits him across the back. Tanaka shoots Awesome to the railing, charges, but Awesome dunks him into the first row, heads back inside, and springs bar- spring boards off the top into Tanaka like a madman. Awesome batters Tanaka back in the ring, heads up top for a big splash for two. Awesome grabs a chair, lands two shots, but Tanaka blocks a third. Awesome ducks him, cranks him with a hard third shot for two. Awesome, it's an awesome bomb. Goes out, sets up a table. Douglas says Awesome is making a mistake not covering as he heads up top of the chair and just murders Tanaka with it. Shane says this is the first time Tanaka's been hurt, but Awesome continues to not cover. Awesome tries the Awesome Bomb to the floor. Tanaka slips free. Awesome hits a hard clothesline, tries the Awesome Bomb again. Tanaka slips out, hits two hard elbows, and then he power bombs Awesome through the table in a nasty spot. Awesome was folded up hard on his head. Just gross. Tanaka shoots Awesome back in, gets a two count, hits a roaring elbow, gets two again, follows with a tornado DDT onto two chairs, and finishes. Usual train wreck with these two madmen, just insanity with the big chair and table spots, drives and uh, dives and head strikes. Two crazy dudes playing their greatest hits on the pay-per-view stage. The crowd loved it. Tanaka gets the win. Great addition to the show, but I'm going to say it here. I'm going to say it proud. I think it's time to mix these guys up and do other things. Like, I, I know this is the classic pairing. They beat the shit out of each other. We've seen it now like four times. Like, it's time to probably just, like, if we're going to, if Tanaka's full time, right? We've been told he's full time. Let's move him on to some other stuff now and see where he can go. Uh, they can always come back from time to time and beat the shit out of each other. But I think for now, like, we should try and do some other things. Um, Jenny went three and a quarter. I think is the usual just slop fest beating the shit out of each other. Who do you want to see him with? Anybody? Um, like, I think Awesome, if he's positioned as a heel, could be a fun feud with, like, Sandman when he's done with yeah. uh, what he's got going on. I I don't know. Tanaka, like, I feel like there's other guys. You could also do a respect thing where they team against, like, the Dudleys mm-hmm. uh, or against RVD and Sabu, like, bring them together. Like, all right, they beat the shit out of each other. They respect – they know no one else can take them out. So put them mm-hmm. together into the tag division and say, okay, like, we're going to clean out everybody now. Um, awesome could be a one-off for Taz too. I mean, he's got kind of a bunch of shit going mm-hmm. on, but mm-hmm. I think there's things you could do. Just you can't just have, keep having them fight each other, though, can you? <laughs> At no, some point, it's no. like okay. 
this definitely felt like an ending part of that. Like you said, yeah. kind of their greatest hits um, for this crowd on this night. And it was, I mean, it's fucking fun. I mean, it's just really fun to watch. Uh, they're so brutal. Um, Mike Awesome, so casually brutal. Like it, it doesn't, he just kind of keeps going. He just gets the fuck back up and he is just always ready to go and just seems like he never gets tired. But, um, Tanaka stands with him, meets him toe to toe, every move for move. I mean, it's just a great match. So I did three and a half. Maddie? Well, I went four on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, you did. Because uh, I love watching these two just beat the fucking shit out of each other. I mean, I get where you're coming from, JT, and it does make sense if this is the end, that this is like the big pay-per-view blow off, let them split off for a while. But goddamn, their matches are so entertaining. It's They like, are. They are. That's the thing for me. It's like, and especially like, I mean, what is it, 10 minutes? And the entire 10 minutes, they're just beating the hell out of each other with zero care for their own well-being, each other's well-being. I mean, I think I struggle. I think I just struggle with like, I've been ruined by everyone killing themselves and their families due to concussions that, um, like it, it, like, like I know these guys, I mean, I know what happened. Like, so it's like, it's hard for me sometimes to sit there and it's not fair because in the moment it's what they knew. It's what they did. No, I get it. And the crowd loves it. So I'm probably underrating it. My buddy Marty please oh, excuse me of hanging out with Chad too much lately undergrading matches. But, um, you know, I, I just, to me, it felt like, okay, enough of the brain damage with these two guys. But but I know at the time it was like, who cares? So it's, I just got to pick a lane, I guess. I mean, look, one of these guys is still alive. So, I mean. So what happens? I don't know. No White said that on the problem. It's me, I think, right? <laughs> no. okay. uh, Mike yeah. battles depression years later. It ends mm-hmm. with not fun ending for him. So, but, many uh, Anyway, like Tanaka, Tanaka is still wrestling seven years in, after this, or eight years after this. Tanaka is um, still wrestling in 2023, so there's that. He's okay, so 50 50, I guess. But, um, but yeah, this I mean, is a byproduct of the era, it is what it is. It, yeah, I mean, it, look, I'm not saying it's not brutal, but for me, it's fucking entertaining as hell to watch. And I'm like you, I'm trying to put myself in a 1998 headspace because I, I mean, it is tough to see some of this shit, and uh, but. It's just so entertaining. And it's just so fluid. Just the way they beat the back out of each other. It's just, I know. There's something about it that just, mm-hmm. it speaks to me in a very real way. And then you got this 300 pound man just fucking diving off the ropes into the crowd like humans. Yeah, he's a madman. Like it's humans crazy. that big shouldn't be able to do that. So I gave it four stars. Fuck it. <laughs> I think Fuck it's it just four. the chair shots. I think it's just the chair shots. Like, I mean, like the, the pure to the head. With yeah. no like, Austin at least gets his hands up a couple. Like Tanaka just takes them mm. like flush. You know what I mean? It's mm. like I don't know. Yeah. I just again, it's me. I, I I feel like you know I've had sleaze in my head all day maybe because I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, Mayo's a little low on the first two, and that maybe be low on this one because I, I feel like this one wasn't as good as the last two matches. So right. maybe I could slide them all up the scale. You see, and, you and just need to be more broken in the head like me and Jenny, and you can enjoy this more. Right. And that mm-hmm. does not give a shit about right people. You're too pure still. Right. Mm. It's a real problem. It is. Taz is backstage, gives his final warnings to Bam Bam Bigelow, calls out Steve Austin, Goldberg, and Mike Tyson, and also <laughs> hypes the Fuck the World title. 
Joey, Shane, and Francine are in the booth. Joey reluctantly sends us to the Dudleys, who are in the locker room. Joel Gertner talks about the damage to come ahead tonight. Jokes about New Jack and Beulah both being injured. Bubba calls out Dreamer and says he was crucified for the sins of Beulah. Rambles on about the ring being the church and the colors and the cross and the 3D. And that being Tommy's cross to bear. I thought it's a pretty good promo, though, Jenny. What do you think of the Dudleys promo? Yeah, I said it was a good one. But annoying was my qualifier on that. <laughs> I mean, it's good for them, but like, meh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely gotten better at his promos. Yeah, he definitely has gotten couple better. And I've, I've yeah. noticed that, and I've acknowledged yeah. it. But th- this was a little little bit on the dramatic side for them. Yeah. It's like he just went to church, and he just found out what Jesus was. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I heard a movie about it. When Jesus is an asshole or something, was it? Um, anyway, uh, RBD. Is Kennedy in it? <laughs> <laughs> Rock on Marteau was in it. Uh, all right, Rob Van Dam and oh, Sabu. Yeah. It literally was. <laughs> Take it on. <laughs> Jose Shinzake and Hayabusa. Shinzake, of course, the former Hakushi. And they head to the ring for this highly anticipated battle of the tag titles. Joey helps up how this match will be. It'll be even. RVD, Sabu, and Fonzie come out, get a big pop. Shane talks about potential jet lag for Hayabusa and Jinsei. And Joey says, hardcore fans have been excited for this one. Sabu and RVD bicker. Who's going to start? They finally agree that RVD will start. He gets going with uh, Hayabusa, gets some feeling out, some chain work in between resets. Hayabusa botches a springboard. The crowd gets on a little bit, so you get another reset. RVD slugs away. They continue to duck and dodge through some offense. Hayabusa kicks the legs, lands a spin wheel kick, and takes a shot at Sabu, but he hustles over and tags Shinzaki, who comes in with an enziguri. RVD catches him on the way back over. RVD kicks away, but Jinsei dodges a charge, kicks RVD in the back of the head on the way by. He slugs away, then walks the top rope, comes off with a chop to some respect from the crowd. Jinsei blocks a tiger bomb, misses a knee drop. RVD starts to cut through them with knees and a leg drop. He tags Sabu, who gets a slingshot leg drop for two, goes to a chin lock and cranks away. Sabu follows with punches and a clothesline for two, back to a chin lock. Joey keeps mentioning that Shane is taking copious notes on RVD and Sabu. Shizaki slugs free, tags in Hayabusa. Sabu cranks his head headlock, but eats a tight dropkick and bails outside. He avoids a Hayabusa tease dive. Both teams regroup and back inside. Hayabusa slaps Sabu around. Sabu dropkicks him low and wrenches the knee. Keeps grinding into a camel clutch. RVD comes in and dropkicks Hayabusa in the face. Shizaki meets him with a springboard missile dropkick and a plancha into RVD on the floor. Hayabusa breaks free of Sabu, sends him outside, and meets both champs with a nice acai moonsault. Sabu slips inside. Now he barrels into the challenges of the springboard dive. Sabu and Shizaki head back in, throw down as RVD comes in to help his partner. RVD puts Shizaki in a bow and arrow. Sabu comes off the top of the chair. Hayabusa comes in, knocks Sabu to the floor. The challengers double-team RVD, hit a flurry springboard attack cap with a near fall and a Hayabusa springboard moonsault. Sabu hits Air Sabu on Hayabusa. RVD kicks him down for two. Shizaki slings RVD outside as Hayabusa gets two on a German. Sabu gets a top rope Rana on Jinsei and RVD flies into him with a sick top rope splash for two. Hayabusa blocks an RVD German. Jinsei slips free and kicks RVD down. Hayabusa goes up as Jinsei powerbombs RVD and Hayabusa follows with a great 450, but Sabu saves. RVD and Sabu hit Rolling Thunder on Hayabusa, but Shizaki saves. Sabu puts Shizaki into a Boston Crab. RVD plows into him with a top rope leg drop for two. Shizaki bails out as a champ, set up a table, and double-team Hayabusa. Shizaki heads up top, perches there as Hayabusa slugs down Sabu. Sabu goes up. Jinsei meets him with a top rope shoulder block for two. Jinsei hooks a camel clutch, releases to bust RVD down with a dragon screw. Hayabusa puts Sabu on the top. RVD trips him. Fonzie holds a chair, and RVD hits the Van Daminator off the top. 
Jinsei pulls RVD down. It's another dragon's crew. Jinsei and Hayabusa want to prep a table, but the leg is broken, so they abort. Jinsei works over RVD as Hayabusa kicks Sabu. Uh, and then Jinsei puts RVD on the table. The other leg breaks, and Hayabusa's top row splash onto the table that's already on the mat. Fonzie throws another table in the ring. Hayabusa gets two on a Michinoku driver. RVD recovers. He hits Jinsei with a Vandaminator. Sabu sets up the table. They put both challengers on it. They head up and Hysteria Leg drops through the table to a big pop. Sabu covers and gets the win to retain in a great match filled with high spots, hard-hitting strikes. A little short of the classic you'd expect on paper, given the buzz and the hype that these guys had at the time and the dream match that they placed on it. Um, but giving RVD and Sabu the win over these worldwide stars is a big enough deal. The crowd was into it. I think Joey did a great job, better than me. Call it call the match for sure. Um, nice defense of the resume, good use of the Japanese stars. It was it was a blend of a garbage match with a fight, as usual, for RVD and Sabu. You know, if you show me this again in 1998, I'm probably a little more mind blown. I remember at the time this match was hyped to no end, yeah. talked up to no end. Uh, I went three and three quarters, though, Matt. I thought it just watching it back came up a little short of those expectations. Um, but I know at the time it was really held in regard as like an all time classic dream match, um, which, again, helped propel the legend of this show. Yeah, it's a tough match to rate for me. I mean, I went three and a half on it for me. I felt like it started pretty slow, but then once the switch flipped, it flipped and it was great. But I think it took a little bit longer than I thought. I would have liked it to get there. Like it's a long match. It's like 20 minutes long. So I think like, I don't know if you chop this down to maybe 15, it's probably better. It's more of like a spot fest. Like I, I saw this on paper. I'm expecting it to be like, you know, when the eliminators faced RVD and Sabu, like something like that, where it's just 20 minutes of then going right. nonstop. And I think that the way it started slow, I, it was it was good, but it wasn't really what I was expecting, and it kind of took me out of it a little bit. But yeah, man, once that like I said, once that switch flipped and they went at it, they just went balls to the wall, and it was awesome. The last ten minutes of this match were great, where they're just trading spots and flying around the fucking ring. There was one part where um, there was a sick looking German suplex to Sabu, and then RVD comes in from off screen and hits the frog splash. I thought that was yeah, that was just, awesome. That was great camera work. So just a fantastic move. The four fifty splash was great. So. It's a really good match. It's three and a half for me, but like you, I was. It's weird to say I was disappointed by a three and a half star match, but like like you said, this match is pretty highly regarded and it is talked up a lot. Maybe not so much now, but at the time, like you said, oh, big time, right? I, I don't think I knew who Hayabusa was until like this. The legend of this match started making the rounds on the internet, like where I was in 1998. Um, yeah, it's you know I, I think it was the the last ten minutes of a four plus star match. Right. tacked on to like a fine match you know and then yeah. so brought together they meet in the middle but that right. back 10 if if you match that like you said like you're talking about four and a quarter or four and a half higher because the intensity and and pacing was so crazy mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it is a great match it's another great match on this pay-per-view so and, and a, another uh good title def- a good title defense for rvd and sabu notching big names under their belt so and the crowd loved every minute too so that certainly helped so three and a half for me johnny yeah, I think the crowd is a big factor in this for me. Um, they were definitely all in, and they have been all night, really. Um, but I actually kind of enjoyed the little bit of a slower build because <clears throat> it just kind of makes that the back part of it really kind of snap, you know? Uh, because Sabu and RVD are so fluid as a team, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of, I, I'm shocked I don't, 
I'm shocked they're not on like more lists together as a tag team. Not, not that I study a lot of lists, but I've definitely never heard of them um, on any kind of, you know, greatest tag teams or whatever. Um, but they are in the conversation for me now because like they work so well together. And then even with these guys, um, Shinzaki, is, are those tattoos all over him or is that paint? No, it's paint. Yeah, okay. It's paint. I definitely could not tell. And I was like, Oh my god, I hope those are face tattoos. But, <laughs> um, and then Hayabusa is dressed like Sabu. I don't know if y'all noticed that. Mm. Um, so I think that's sort of a respect thing too there. And that definitely came across in the match. Uh, I, I wanted to do the four, but I landed on three and three-quarter stars. Yeah. That's a great And, and maybe the legend heard it. Like, it may have just snuck up on us as, like, a hidden gem that you didn't heard right. of. Like, we might have felt different. But, like, and I guess for you, Jenny, you, you didn't know about the legend as much. And you came no. to the same conclusions. But mm-hmm. um, for me and Matt, like, we knew in those circles, this match was always mm-hmm. all the big comps and everything else. Right? This is the one that they threw in. It's, like, best of 98 WC, mm-hmm. of uh, ECW. I can um, see why. Well, at the time, again, it's it's yeah. like awesome in Tanaka. It's right. revolutionary shit you weren't seeing in North America. You know, like we're yeah. getting closer in '98, like with the stuff that some of the cruisers were doing in, mm-hmm. in WCW. But um, overall, like this was still fresh stuff. Uh, you know, like I don't know, how do you rate it to like the Michinoku Pro shit early in the year? Like I felt the same about some of that. The mm-hmm. Kaiyantai grant you know great sasuke stuff like mm-hmm. i remember back in the day that stuff was well regarded i feel like mm-hmm. we all kind of landed around the same as that mm-hmm. i thought that maybe clicked the big match clicked a little bit better than this one but yeah yeah okay uh we get a hype package for our next match and that is taz taking on bam bam bigelow joey oh, hypes this one up uh, as bigelow hits the ring looking to take another title from taz who gets a huge pop as he stalks out we find out this is out false count anywhere the crowd is buzzing during the intros. Shane says Bigelow's down at 345 pounds when they weighed him today. <laughs> they, think they bring him into a back room with a little scale. Francine marks him. Right, come away in, Bigelow. Yeah, of oh, course they do. Right. Tony. Uh, but that made me um, take a look extra hard at him. And I do think he's looking rather svelte at this point. Like, this mm-hmm. is probably the best shape he's been in mm-hmm. ever, maybe. Like, he really looks like he'd been he working does. hard. Um, he looks mm-hmm. good. You know, whether it's the drugs or, or workout regime well, with the threat. I mean, little A, little a B. Yeah, he's hanging with Candido and Douglas. I mean, but I think both guys are like workout guys, right? So, yeah. um, right. so anyway, I mean, we've seen Candido shredded, right, right now. So mm-hmm. they're clearly doing something. Uh, we heat right up. Taz shows off by deadlifting Bigelow on his shoulders and hitting a Samoan drop. They spill to the entrance ramp. Taz unloads punches in a boot, knocks Bigelow into the fans. Taz follows with a crossbody. Bammer catches him and spikes him into the railing. Bigelow smashes him with a chair, but Taz roars back with strikes. They brawl into the fans, chucking each other into chairs and loading hard punches. Bigelow slams a guardrail on Taz's head. Taz takes him down for two. Taz blocks a suplex, gets a T-bone on the floor for a near fall. Shane gives him credit, but says he'll get payback tonight. Bigelow goes to spike Taz to a chair, but he slips on the floor and bangs off the chair instead. <laughs> really hurt. Uh, Taz cranks a Fujiwara, but Bigelow breaks free, slings Taz into a row of chairs, smacks him with one for two count. Bigelow quickly slips out of the Taz mission with a jawbreaker. We head back inside and see Taz is bleeding near his eye from a Bigelow kick. Bammer cracks him with a powerbomb, brings a table in the ring, sets it up into the corner, shoots Taz through it. Taz gets a clothesline. He blocks another table spot, T-bones Bigelow through the remnants of the table. Taz lands a couple of hard boots, but Bigelow cuts him down with a clothesline. We head back to the entrance ramp. Bigelow goes for a slam, but Taz counters with a DDT, and they smash through the ramp and vanish to a big pop. Another iconic spot where they go through that entranceway. Shane thinks they both 
may both be dead as we get ECW chance. Bigelow emerges first. He's followed by Taz, who chases Bigelow and jumps on his back into the Taz mission. Bigelow taps out as Shane says Bigelow is reaching for the ropes, and he rants about thing, how things ended. Taz calls out Shane. Shane throws a monitor out of the nest of the floor. Francine's trying to calm him down. <laughs> Taz gets his win back to retain the FTW title. Uh, again, a super fun brawl with a heated feud, a hard-hitting, great finish, all-time moment, a clean tap out for Taz or not. Uh, he's marching towards Shane in the ECW title. I think we could have a little more in the ring that could have resonated with the crowd. I thought the match being hidden kind of hurt the heat to some of this. Um, I assume this is the end of the war, but we'll see. The uh, ramp spot is iconic. Uh, I went three and a half on the match. So again, I thought it had some big spots, but the connective tissue wasn't there, kind of like the other stuff tonight. Um, but I have two questions for you both. Did did Bigelow tap? Or was he reaching for the ropes? And two, which spot popped you more? The falling through the ring, living dangerously, or going through the ramp here? Because both are equally memorable. Both are classic ECW moments that you heard all about. Like these guys, every time they fight, they're breaking through shit. Um, so, Jenny, I'll start with you. Uh, what do you think of the match? And then what's your answer to those two questions? All right. Um, first of all, we didn't even mention the ramp. I love the ramp. I mm-hmm. love the ramp. I want to keep it. I think all shows should do the ramp, mm-hmm. um, number one. And as soon as I saw it, I figured that that's what they were going to do. Um, and but and but I was surprised that there was so much crowd brawling for this one. I definitely did not expect that. I don't know why, really. Um, but Taz really kind of, I mean, he got his ass beat in the crowd. Bigelow was really going to town on him. Um, gets a railing on him. I mean, just tossing him in the chairs, throwing him all around. He's beating the shit out of Taz. But he's, you know, he's he hits back and he he Taz's things around. He does some suplexes. Um, but I don't know. I I like a crowd brawl, so I didn't mind it. Um, he did not tap. He was clearly reaching for the ropes. He was in no way tapping. Like I was like, why is it even in question? Because he didn't tap. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I think spot through the ring is more iconic. Um, overall, I did three and three quarter stars, Matt. I went four on this one too. So yeah. this is up there as far as like my most watched ECW match ever. It's certainly on the list. I've seen this match a bunch. It ended up on one of the 17 WWE comps of ECW that they put out. And I think I just see that you changed my name. Very good. But it's, <laughs> listen, listen, it's a very good match. I like this one a lot more than not a lot more, but more than the first one. I just love the knock on it is the crowd brawling. I, I mm-hmm. get that, but it's, I just think it's so heated and the way they're just beating the hell out of each mm-hmm. other through the entire, like it's different than a normal, like walking brawl. I think yes, like, like they're beating each other with chairs. They're throwing each other into chairs. They're suplexing each other and throwing arm bars on the floor. So I don't know. I think it kind of works for me as opposed to like a normal crowd brawl where they're just kind of throwing punches and saying hi to the fans. Like it's, right. it's different to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match starts with Taz, no selling a power bomb. So that's when, you know uh, shit is about to go down <laughs> it just it's awesome i love it it's a hoss fight like you read about it's quick it's you know 15 minutes or so as far as the uh so i was under the impression that rope breaks weren't allowed in a, uh, a falls count anywhere match so i don't know if he necessarily I'm, I'm just guessing i don't know if he 
necessarily tapped well, out. We might have still been the... reaching for it, even out of. I mean, right. it, it wouldn't have broken the hold or whatever, right. but he could like maneuver himself, maybe. Right. So in that, if that's what we're going with, then yeah, he probably was reaching for the rope, but I don't know if it would have done him any good. Like, I don't think the referee would have broke it or anything. Well, and... he could continue the goddamn match. Well, there is that too, but I like the finish. I like it because it keeps Bigelow. Yeah, so I don't mind it. That's an ambiguity if you want the, the triple threats at best when they feel right. like reached, right? <laughs> when they can complain. Um, so this gives Douglas another thing to fucking whine about, right? That they've been hosed um, and... as Taz stalks him. Look, if you want to do a third match, I mean, it, it's tied at 1-1 now. So that too, yeah. yeah. You could realistically set up a third match if you want to do that. And as for the spot, uh, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think the, the Living Dangerously spot is better. This one is still really cool, but and I like this match more. But I, I think that spot, because it was so out of nowhere, like you could hear right. the crowd just go, holy shit, basically. Right. Like, I think that spot is better, but uh, I, I like this match more. So uh, four stars for me. Yeah, I think to Jenny's point, like this one, you after that happened, and then you see the ramp. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I knew it was coming, and it, she didn't, right? But you I still didn't. picked up on it, so that's why I think the Living Dangerously one was probably the the bigger one because it's like just comes out of completely out of nowhere um, mm-hmm. for that. Shane yeah. losing his mind at the end was yeah. fantastic. Um, yep. Yep. They're dead, he said. That was great. <laughs> he, he, was, so, he was good the entire night, really. Shane yeah. has been on he's point. He's been awesome. Like, yeah, he's, I, yeah, he's a big addition. Yep. Like, I really liked Rude, which I heard recently. I forget who said it. Might have been Mystery Titans. Guys. But they were talking about how bullshit uh, Rick Rude was on ECW. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? He was fantastic on commentary. But I got to say, I think I like Shane better. Rude was more of a soundbite guy, which was fine. I think Douglas actually adds more to the action. And I'm wondering if, like, when he's done, because you know he's going to be back in the ring at some point, like, do they find that they like Joey enough with someone that they try and keep finding guys to be with him? Like, are they kind of done with the Joey solo? Mm -hmm. I know Paul fought for him to be solo Mm -hmm. at the first pay-per-view because he had earned it. But then Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they're getting pressure from TV or pay-per-view and saying, like, okay, like, give us more of a traditional team. Um, so we'll see. I'm curious if Joey goes back to being solo or because this works. Like he's good at the, as good as he, he is, is calling the show solo. He's talented at it, but yeah. having the guy to banter off of, that's like, he's trying to call the match and deal with this bullshit and mm-hmm. feels exasperated. Like, I feel like that works really well too. So. Plus you get Fran. Yeah. So that's always Correct. fun. Mm-hmm. Joey regroups. He's flying solo. Now they're fixing the hole in the ramp. We get a video package for our main event, which is the Dudley Boys taking on Dreamers Army. Joey rants some more about the Dudley, says they should have been fired, but they draw money and they bring in fans, so they're going to keep him. He gets it, but he won't be objective, and they make him sick to his stomach. That brings us to our main event, which is the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray, Devon, and Big Dick, brought out by, of course, Sign Guy and Joel Gertner. They're taking on Dreamers Army, Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and Spike Dudley. Gertner Stalks out solo first. The rest of the crew behind him. Jeff Jones is also with them. He's got the blow-up doll. No music. Loud booze. A very intense entrance. Joey refuses to talk. He says, I'm not going to put these guys over. He tells the truck he'll talk when the opponents show up. Sign guy has a sign. that says the real Sunday Night Heat, which is a funny line. <laughs> of course, uh, WDF Sunday Night Heat had just debuted. You can uh, hear all about that debut if you check out Ryan and JT's excellent wrestling adventure here on the North South Connection. We covered the initial uh, debut of Heat right around this time. Uh, he also has a sign to say Mark's fear of Bubba. Bubba gets the mic and shits on the crowd, says he hates them all. They're the toughest three men in wrestling. They call out anyone in the WF or WCW. They challenge the fans to come and take them on if they have the guts. 
And Bubba says there's not one man in the arena with the guts to take him on. He has the audacity to call a guy fat. Tells him to come in the ring. He tells another fan he'll need a crutch when they finish. And says he's mad that Bubba was with his mother last night. Devon introduces Gertner, does a shtick and the full intros. What just what a package <laughs> this whole thing has developed into. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joey, uh, Joel, I should say, introduces the blow-up doll as Beulah McGillis slutty. <laughs> <laughs> He says, sign guy has a ruptured rectum, and Joey says, Joel's the one that caused that injury. Joel takes more digs at Beulah and then wraps up, and uh, the heat-seeking main event level Dudleys that we've been waiting for, I believe, are here, finally. Mm-hmm. Dreamer's Army comes out. They all have ladders of various sizes. They stop to chug beers. They parade around. A very long entrance that the crowd is into, building the intensity. Joey reminds us this is a Dudleyville street fight. There's no rules. Tommy and Devon start us off. They have some quick counters and strikes. Tommy gets a sunset flip for two. Tommy hits the hangman's neckbreaker. Devon scurries to make the tag. Spike wants a tag. Tommy grants his wish. Bubba throws Spike around. He wants to throw him into the crowd, but he slips, and Spike falls on him for a one count. Spike unloads, but Bubba counters with a Bubba bomb. Bubba shoves Spike to the corner. He gets choked on as Bubba tells Tommy this is his fault. Bubba keeps flinging Spike through the air hard to the mat and slapping him around. Spike tries to punch back into it, but Bubba slams him. Spike dodges a splash. He counters to another Bubba bomb with a Rana. It's a bulldog. Spike and Bubba stagger, make tags. We get Sandman and Dick entering, eyeing each other up. They alternate winning lockups until Sandman pounds Dick to the floor. Sandman gets pulled out too, and all six end up brawling at ringside. Back inside, Sandman gets a top of Rana on Bubba as the rest are fighting. Sandman sets up a big ladder in the ring. Spike scales and flies off into his brothers at ringside. Sandman slams a bloody Devon, puts the ladder on top of him, and flies into it with a senton. Dick dips Sandman into the ramp, and then all three Dudleys team up and beat on Tommy. Spike is pouring blood. As he comes back, he gets two on an acid drop to Bubba. Devon side slams Spike on the ladder. Dick gets hung in the tree of woe, and then Bubba and Devon also get up, uh, hooked up. Sign Guy comes in, and Dreamer twists him into a figure four, but Jones makes a save. Jones gets the blow-up doll and pile drives it. Tommy takes him and plants uh, Jones with a pile driver. Gertner comes in. Tommy and Jim Molyneux put Gertner in the corner. We get a four-way chair dropkick to all the Dudleys, uh, including Jim Molyneux with Dreamer's Army. <laughs> Joey says that's Gertner's receipt for calling Molyneux balls during their intros. Tommy gets two on a Dreamer driver. Joey says that move will show up on Monday night later with a new name. Dick stands erect and plows into Tommy with a ladder with tonal penetration. Spike tries an acid drop on Dick, but Dick flings him to a table. Sandman comes in and hammers Dick with a cane, turns into a wicked Bubba chair shot. Bubba misses a splash, lands on the ladder, and Tommy DDTs Bubba on the ladder for the win in a pretty good spot to finish things off. Jack Victory comes out. Now he crushes Tommy with a guitar. The Dullies heat back up and lay waste to Dreamer's army until Natural Born Killers hits. And out comes New Jack. The brawl's back on. Dreamer and the army clean house. And we wrap up the pay-per-view as Dreamer, Sandman, Spike, and New Jack stand tall on the ladders. A very hot match. I wasn't a big fan of the opening. Um, like, this is a blood feud. Dreamer's mm-hmm. wife or girlfriend or whatever Beulah is to him um, has been broken and taken out of the promotion. And they do like a 20 minute entrance. And I know you're building intensity. They're trying to mean mug and stare them down, but like they're walking around. Then we get chain wrestling. And I know they always do that to like pretend it's going to be a match. And I'll look at Tommy can wrestle, but like just fuck, <laughs> this, this is one match. We don't need it. Like Tommy should have came in with a gun, you know, like, like something and just like started things off, yep. come in hot, with the chair, and I know you want to give the Hara fans the big entrance with Sam Ant, so fine. I, I can deal with the entrance if you want to say they're fucking with the Dullies, they're building up the emotion, fine. But then it should have been an instant rage and not mm-hmm. the usual 
you know, ease in. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like the resets either where they're tagging in and out. Like, until it really got cooking, then I was good. Like, once the violence increased, mm-hmm. I was good. The, the storyline coming into this screamed we needed violence. The finish in the uh, was good in that it was a violent spot, the DT on the ladder, but it also left room for more in the feud if they wanted to keep it going. Um, mm-hmm. And again, the ongoing curse of ECW. We're running these big arenas for growth. But man, these type of matches thrive off Philly and Queens and those crowds that would have been just locked in and losing their fucking minds for this, right? Not that the Dayton fans were bad. Like, I thought they were better than most of the pay-per-view crowds we've had. It's bigger. Mm-hmm. You just lose that intimacy that comes with the arenas that we've known with ECW Arena with Queens. Um, the crowd was wild for the post-match show. There's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a solid main event. It was a consistently borderline great show. I went three and a quarter. So I have no match over four. But I have no match lower than three and a quarter. So, like, mm-hmm. everything is just between that three and a quarter and three and three quarters. That is consistency, especially in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to me, we'll talk about the final grade and where we land. Uh, but as a main event, it was a very, very good. Uh, but I think they missed the boat on the beginning section. And that brought the crowd down a little bit versus just, like, let's just go. Like, you know, you could even do something where like security's holding Tommy back during the entrance if you want to give them the Sandman entrance, because mm-hmm. you could have Joey could say it right. Like pa- Paulie has said, every fan deserves to see Sandman enter the building one time. So we're holding Tommy back so Sandman can the fans can get the Sandman entrance, and then Tommy screws to the ring with the can. Like give us something that makes you feel like Tommy wants to murder these guys. Trying to pin Bubba with a sun or Devo with a sunset flip like. That's payback for breaking Beulah's neck. Like mm-hmm. that, that bugs me, Matt. I don't know. What would you think? Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest knock on the match too is, I mean, it was violent, but it wasn't violent enough. I don't think you had Tommy dreamer smashing his head on a locker a couple weeks prior. Cause he was so upset about what the Dudleys did to Beulah. And then you have a, a Dudleyville street fight start with tag rules. So apparently in Dudleyville, they're sportsmen who knew, but it's just, it's, it, it doesn't really fit, you know, like they literally broke her neck. A dreamer, like you said, should come out with a gun or a knife or something. And instead he's just, I don't know. They're just trading holes. So it definitely, it definitely doesn't fit. Or have him get like when the Dudley's beat up new Jack earlier, maybe Tommy gets whacked with a cane or like, so maybe he's, he's got a limp to the ring. Like they don't know if he's right. going to come and then he comes out. Like there's ways to do it where you're not having like this big entrance and building but again, even the entrance I can get with. It's that first right. like five or six minutes yep. of the match it was just didn't make sense. Yeah, that that's this should have been a brawl really from beginning to end. Just guys, guys like if any match needed a crowd brawl, it was this one. You know, like just guys over here, over there on the ramp fighting backstage. If you want to do that, just complete and utter chaos. Like I think that's really what this match needed to be. And I mean, it was still. Uh, good for what it was. I went three and a quarter like you, but it was definitely missing that that juice, I guess. And I think too, I mean, you could say the same thing about Awesome and Tanaka, but I feel like the fact that we've seen some of these match- matches like this on TV prior to this with a lot of the same spots, like I think it lessened the impact of some of those spots for me. Like we already saw Spike dive off a ladder onto, onto the floor. It's cool, but like for me... Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already seen it, you know, and I think had had it been the first time we saw it, that would have been 
really neat. So, but I mean, once it got to the violent part of the match, the violent stuff was really good. Like the latter stuff was cool, but like you, it needed to be more violent. It needed to be more of a bloodbath. Fuck, have the referee bleed for all I care. Like that's kind of how I feel like this match needed to go. And it, it just never got there. So I went three and a quarter on it. It is, it's a disappointing way to end what has been a really good show to this point. And again, it's weird to say that a three and a quarter. Still and it's match. still a very good match. Like it's, right. a, it's still a, they did what they had to do. Um, but it's, it's missing yeah. that juice, that, some of the previous matches that we saw on TV had. So, and I want to say, like, is, is it a victim of hype? But, I mean, I feel like, Jenny, you've been in line with us through the, this whole thing. So, like, right. I don't feel like Matt and I are let down a bit because we knew all the hype of this being an all-time show. And this, like, so for us, it's not like, oh, we're low and you're super high on. Like, I feel like we're all in alignment. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's just that our expectations were risen, you know? I don't think so either. My note was unnecessarily cordial. Like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. They yes. might as well have shaken hands before the fuck <laughs> match. Um, but yeah, I mean, the latter stuff is great. Sandman is always great. Um, and these are the supposed to be fucking big ass Bubba and his fucking friends and heels. And, you know, they're doing this shit in the locker room. But, you know, they come here and like gently start this fucking show it's i don't know um I, I don't i wouldn't say disappointing but it just feels like they just left shit on the table like mm. i don't expect this to be the end but it, i think it was supposed to be um and feels then like and, and then i thought well maybe since jack victory and new jack come out at the end maybe that was supposed to be the blast of you know last blast of violence or whatever to end they do the it show. during the match too you could have right. done that because you right. fire up natural one killers during the match and right. how a crowd during is like the match. and right. then have new jack drag victory off to get his revenge and then you finish mm-hmm. and the thing is like that ddt on the ladder is actually a really sick spot mm-hmm. but it is when you saw awesome and tanaka destroy each other with 35 chair shots and a power mm-hmm. bomb through the table like mm-hmm. okay it doesn't feel as sick as mm-hmm. those did because visually and audibly like those are crunches right like this mm-hmm. was just like bud and it, it's it's a gross spot because you know the ladder's on the ground there's no give it's a hard la- like mm-hmm. it's it's a gross spot but to me that didn't help either like we didn't get that huge bump that could have really brought this up as well and this mm-hmm. is why i think things like tanaka and awesome like as great as they are in this setting can hurt later because we've already seen probably the nastiest bump we're going to see on the show in the third match so mm-hmm. and when you have a blood feud main event takes away from it a bit right i did three and a quarter all right so we're in alignment um all right i'm curious our thoughts overall so let's get to the awards and we'll, we'll wrap it uh best match for me was rvd and sabu versus uh shinzaki and hayabusa i believe that's right well i, I... had a couple i had taz and bigelow at the same mm-hmm. um i might put taz and bigelow ahead yeah, it's it's close for me, but I think I got to go with Taz and Bam Bam. All right, uh, worst match I, I had actually Tanaka awesome. Um, That's a crime. Yeah, I mean I, the main event is I had a I had it the same, but mm-hmm. I don't know the main event to me was just like a bigger angle, and I like the end was good. I I like that DDT on the ladder. I actually think it's kind of yeah, underrated, nasty spot like mm-hmm. to take Bubba out, and it felt like to me it felt like real revenge finally after the sunset flips and everything else that Tommy hit this guy with his finish on a ladder, which is, like, pretty nasty. 
I'm going to go with the main event. Same. All right, best moment. Uh, this is where we kind of hit. So I had a bunch here. I had incredible super. That's incredible. It was awesome. I don't want to lose that. Tanaka's mm-hmm. Mike, uh, powerbomb on Mike Austin to the table. And then Taz and Bigelow breaking the ramp, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be the ramp, uh, the ramp break for me. Tammy's tits. Uh, yes, Tammy's tits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, most 90s, I have a bunch. Uh, Nicole Bass, uh, yeah. Hakushi, Sunday Night mm-hmm. Heat, and then the Dudley's. It's shooting on pay-per-view to build heat from the fans. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could... Uh, Jack Victory, I guess, is most 80s, but... The couple in the windsuit? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah, they, they kind of transcend time, but yes. Oh. <laughs> They're time traveler. <laughs> Stock rising of incredible Lynn, Storm, Candido, Taz, RVD, Sabu. <laughs> Almost everyone, pretty much. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, much everybody, yeah. Falling on with Tammy's top. Uh, <laughs> the, the table legs uh, for poor Shinzaki and Abusa. Yep. And then the fans for not being able to see Bigelow Taz for the most part. Uh, kind of sunk that they were on the floor for most of it. Hmm. Anything else? You good? No, I don't know if I have any. It was tough to find okay. anything. All right, final grade. I'm torn on this one. So it's like, based on the hype and what you hear about, like I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like a 10. Like, we haven't had a 10 in a while. This felt like it was going to be a 10. Based on the match grades, it feels like a 7. Like, 7, 7.5. Like, if this was a WWE pay-per-view in 2007, 8, 9, which I've been doing, you have a lot of these. Or, or even, like, you know, Marcus and I in WWE War right now, right? We're doing, like, 2018, 2019. And I've had cards just like this. Three, three and a quarter, three and a half, three and three quarter. And I get mad. I'm like, this, where the fuck is the four-star match, right? Mm. Um so I sprinkled in a little bit of like it's me on the problem, right? So like I know that on some of this. So I don't want to like bat- I don't want to bastardize the grade too much because of my problems, like not being able to put myself in the moment as much on this one. So I ended up just going eight and a half. I feel like that's like a very strong pay per view. It puts it up there as probably the best pay per view so far. If I look back at my grades, it's it's an all like eight and a half and up to me is like an all time great pay per view. You get to eight and a half, like you're mm-hmm. you're cruising, right? So. um I tried to balance rewarding the legacy of the show, the feelings of the show, historically, with my own, you know, holdbacks. It's so consistent. There's nothing bad. It was a great watch. I really liked watching it. I just needed something to really crack that four, four and a quarter to, like, make it, like, okay, we had the all-time classic match and then a great undercard. And we're missing that all-time classic match. So, yeah, I went eight and a half, which is, again, higher than I do a lot of these WWE pay-per-views from like an 18, 19, they have all these matches in the same range, but they don't have the heat and the emotion and the stories to go mm. with it. So, mm. Matt, what do you have for a final grade? I mean, look, uh, six matches. I had two of them at four stars, three of them at three and a half, and one at three and a quarter. That's that's a damn great show. And I mean, I got to go at least a nine on it. it. For me, it's it's clearly the best pay per view we've watched, and. It, it's kind of really only the main event that stops me from going higher. Like had that been more violent, had that been more yeah. bloody, like I probably would have gone nine and a half, maybe even 10. But, and the thing about this pay-per-view is I feel like this, this is the pay-per-view that felt the most like ECW to me. 
and I, I think that that means a lot here because I mean we've we've been disappointed, especially the last couple pay per views like Wrestlefalooza. We've been disappointed by all of mm-hmm. them. So for them to come out, the build being great, and then for this pay per view to deliver too, it's it's a big thing. I wasn't sure we were going to see it, so I'm glad we see it. So, yeah. so I mean, I, I got to go at least a nine on this, and we, we're going to be hard pressed to find a pay per view as good as this one. I think. Yeah, I, I question whether we get a ten uh, in this run. Um, That's where I'm at. I'm like, if to me, if this wasn't, then where's it at? Um, I mean, unless we just fall in love with something, um, an angle or a match or something. But I'm gonna do the nine as well because I think that this is the first time that they've nailed the entire build and then delivered with the show. We've had these disappointments over and over again, but they learn. They're actively learning week to week, and we can see it in the TV and and now in the pay-per-views. So it's definitely worth um, the love that it gets. I think that it totally deserves it, and it's a great watch. And if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't seen it in a while, definitely put it on and listen to us, too. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm with you. It's a great watch. Like I said, I know part of the problem was my hang up on it a little bit, but eight and a half still, still a classic. I mean, I, I, I'm just curious to your point, Jane, if we've seen our best, right? Like, I think we'll still see some great stuff. I know there's other great pay per views still to come. I think we haven't sniffed a 10 since like the Raven Tommy days. You know, like, I know we had a couple of 10s and they always sounded special, like the big events or whatever we did back in the day. I'd have to look back, but I'm curious if we're going to hit that that peak again on any of these. So we'll see, but eight and a half still great. I mean, that's an all time pay-per-view for mm-hmm. sure. The best that we've seen, I think heat wave lived up to his legacy. We'll see the follow-up. We like the build. We didn't have that one or two week where it's like, yeah, too long. They peaked at the mm-hmm. right time. Now we'll march on to the next one. We'll see how they do. Cause the next one's off for a while. Uh, so we got a little bit of time to fill here. So we'll see how they do connecting these two shows. So stay with us on this journey. We'd love to have you with us for our next episode. This is our hundredth in the books, heat waves in the books. We'll be back in two weeks with a fallout from heat wave. We'll cover three weeks of television until then. Be sure to check out everything we have to offer here in Redstone connection. We appreciate your love. You are sharing, you're spreading the word, your likes, your comments, all of it. Subscribe, hit the button. I don't have Tim here, producer Tim to put the thing on the bottom, but <laughs> he normally would say subscribe and like, and all that. I don't know how to do it. Anyway, we're out. Stay extreme. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>